Welcome to Zoo Podcast, the almost unauthorized music podcast featuring you 2 and the wave of bands from the 1980s. I'm your host, Kevin S., and we're going to dive in again. This is episode two. Let's go. In episode two, we're going to talk about the Vegas Attendees Guide for the Sphere, or should we call it the Vegas Survival Guide? And we're going to talk about the number 13,736. And most importantly, what you can and what you cannot bring into the sphere. All that next on Zoo Podcast. Welcome, friends, and welcome to Episode 2 of Zoo Podcast. Things are getting quite exciting, and that's saying a lot. With the abundance of U2 news this week, we're going to cover that along with a Vegas U2 Sphere Attendees Guide. But as always, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for having fun with it. I've got some great feedback from episode number one. They want to hear more about the 80s. The younger fans want to learn more about this incredible musical decade. Well, we're going to open with music news. This is just just huge, huge news, guys. I, we're going to talk about Stop Making Sense, the, the cult classic that grew into a phenomenon. Stop Making Sense by the Talking Heads. Of the 3,652 days of the 1980s, seeing that movie was one of the very best. Let's start with the recent news, and I'll talk about what happened in the 80s and try to describe that to you. It's, it's really impossible. I'm going to do my best, but it, it's impossible to project the feeling of when it's happening. The amazing opening of the 40th anniversary of the Talking Heads Stop Making Sense film, which was upgraded to 4K and is now showing, it's open now in IMAX and some other regular cinemas, Talking Heads released the audio, the remastered audio, in August, and it's highly recommended. It's on the streaming services. The vinyl is sold out. You'd have to look on the secondary market. But the vinyl is comprehensive, and no edits this time. They spread it over two vinyl discs, and on the streaming services, you have the entire show couple of tracks that have never been released before are included with that and the audio is amazing but the movie is what the real attraction is and the upgrade to 4k viewing experience on this huge screen in an IMAX theater is going to be really something to see yours truly is going to go see it and I'm going to have a review for you next week but I wanted to let everyone know And we've got a few listeners out there. Thank you so much for listening. I want to let all of you know that if you're considering going to see Stop Making Sense, don't overthink it. Just go. You will thank yourself. You will thank Zoo Podcast for the recommendation. And please send your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you think about the movie. It's been called the greatest concert movie of all time. And recently, very recently, at the Toronto Film Festival, Spike Lee 
interviewed talking heads who reunited to celebrate this historic release. I'm not joking. It, it, it is historic. Spike Lee told them, they were sitting together and he told them, I think this is the greatest concert film of all time. Wow. Thank you, Spike. Yes, we knew that. But having you say it really adds unbelievable cred to it. I can't wait to see it. I absolutely can't wait. On the flip side, I did see it in the 80s. It was out and playing at this eclectic, old-fashioned theater where you walk in, like the ticket taker is in a booth, and (laughs) there's like a little popcorn thing on the side, self-serve. And I I walk in with two friends, and it was buzzing. look, Look to me, my memory is that it was full. There was a balcony in this theater and a stage where the, where the movie screen was set up. And the lights go down, and I really didn't know what to expect. I was familiar with some Talking Heads song, like Take Me to the River, Burning Down the House was on the radio. But the rest of it, really, if I'm being honest with myself, I didn't know. An incredible, incredible song. So when it opened up, as this isn't a spoiler, guys. But when it opened up and David Byrne came out with an acoustic guitar and performed Psycho Killer, the vision of the stage with no props, it was wide open to the back. And if I remember, this will come back to me when I see the 4K version. I thought there was a janitor in the back sweeping the floor or something like that. I mean, and there he is performing. And then it just goes on and it builds and it builds and it builds and the band members come on one at a time. It blew me away with the creativity, but what really blew me away was the audience. The audience was dressed in (laughs) the alternative rock garb of the 1980s. So you had everything from goth to uh, Madonna to men dressing in leather, uh, you know, everything everything and in between. It It was exactly what 80s music was. It was a mashing of all these different cultural things that were all accepted, and it all created this unbelievable music scene that was unlike any other in the history of music. At about the third song, what was the third song? I think it was Thank You for Sending Me an Angel. A couple of young women, I remember, got up and started dancing. And I'm like, what? What? What's going on here? But the vibe, that was the vibe. And then, as the songs built and built and built, more people and more people stood up. And they were moving and grooving. I was kind of young and um, rather naive or innocent. Ah, those days. (laughs) I saw some dancing that I'd never seen before, and it was just the most incredible feeling to have people react to music like that. I'm going to have a review of the new restored film, remastered, however you want to talk about it, upgraded. But the question for me, is the new technology applied to this film, the sound and everything, can it match the feeling of that? Mm. I am going to go see it, and I would encourage you to 
there's going to be so many takeaways from this. The soundtrack is up on the streaming services now. Please go enjoy it. Play it straight through. I'll talk about next week what I feel is the greatest closing to a song that the Talking Heads ever released. So a little teaser for you. There's many good choices there. Uh, so stop making sense in the theaters now. Go see it in 4K at the IMAX. You won't regret it. It's a few dollars more. I will have my report next week for you. The other music news for you this week, Bruce Springsteen turned 74 on September 23rd. Boy, he's a freak of nature. Bruce is resting up. He's on medical rest. Um, he had to cancel his shows in September, unfortunately. But the history here is that when Bruce has to cancel a show, he comes back and he crushes the, the rescheduled date. We all wish him well, and Bruce and the E Street Band look to extend this tour into 2024. It is epic. I saw them in on Long Island in um, April. What a homecoming that was for me. I had a bootleg back in the day of Bruce playing Long Island, where, where the hockey team plays, the New York Islanders. I wore it out. It was thrilling to see him there, and pretty much a hometown New York show only a little bit more gusto to it for me because of that bootleg that I listened to long ago. And, you know, I, I've promised you an episode about 1987 in episode number one, and I'm going to do that. But there's also going to be, I just triggered a thought for myself where I think I'm going to have an episode on bootleg recordings. Because with Springsteen and you 2 I used to have tons of them. I had to whittle it down to the best of the best from a, a space management perspective. Some of these are just uh, all-time classics. From a completist standpoint, I had one on vinyl from Springsteen from the Darkness on the Edge of Town tour. So I'll, I'll uh, talk about that on that special episode. I'm really looking forward to that. And that is the music news for this week on Zoo Podcast. Coming up next on Zoo Podcast, we're going to talk about U2 and the Sphere shows and get into the Vegas U2 Sphere Attendees Guide. That's next on Zoo Podcast. Now for the topic of the week, the Vegas Sphere U2 Attendees Guide. Wow, do we have a lot of ground to cover here, friends. There is so much to chew on. It was kind of overwhelming, so I hired an intern. I got an email from someone saying he knows a guy who might be interested in this. So I set up the Zoom meeting. I look at this guy shows up. Bleach blonde hair, like, and he's smiling, like he knows something you don't. You all know, we all know guys like that, right? He's a little goofy, but I kind of like him. We can use a guy like this around here. So I got a good feeling about it, and so I hired him. He's going to be known as Mike the Intern. I gave Mike the Intern his first assignment. You're going to log into Ticketmaster.com, and you are going to count every seat that's listed on that diagram. And he looks at me and says, that's it? I said, what do you mean that's it? That's a lot. He sends me a note and says, hey, I think I'm onto this. And I shoot back and I say, did you count properly for the rows that where this first seat is not seat number one? And he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> Go back and try again. And to his credit, Mike the intern went back and he started from scratch. And then he gets on Zoom, says, hey, I need to talk to you. He holds up 
are on the camera, a piece of paper, like I've got it for you. I'll scan it and I'll send it to you. <laughs> like, what is this, 1991? Put it in a, a spreadsheet, dude. Oh my gosh. So I, at that point, I was like, I'm never going to get this result. So a couple hours go by and finally I get the spreadsheet and I've got it right in front of me. And we're going to talk about that right now. Not only did he do the levels, the 100 level, the 200, 300, and 400, he also did it by sections and by row. I'm like, wow, this guy's a keeper. Mike, the interns count for the 100 level. There are 4,347 seats with 32 wheelchair seats and 36 total wheelchair accessible places available. The, the grand total in the 100s is 4,379. I honestly thought there was going to be more. The 200 section, there's 2,756 with 34 wheelchair accessible places available. In the 300s, there's 3,155 with 38 wheelchair accessible spots available. Now we go to the 400s. We've got 3,354 and 22 wheelchair accessible places. Let me position it this way. These are the seats available on Ticketmaster.com. 13,736 seats in that diagram on Ticketmaster. Based on that, what is your guess for how many GA tickets were sold or will be sold? Well, I do have a guess, but I don't want to say it just yet. What's coming up next on Zoo Podcast, I had Mike the intern make a phone call to the Vegas Sphere. Stay tuned. We're back here at Zoo Podcast, and boy, this is like Christmas right now. It's Friday, September 22nd, and The Sphere on their official website just posted the GA policy for the attendees. And I've had a couple bevvies tonight, Friday night. I'm not saying I'm a bit tipsy, but it's, it's getting there. And I'm reading this thing over along with their prohibitive items <laughs> in the FAQ. Guys, this is too much. I'm not going to be able to hold it back. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know how we roll here at Zoo Podcast. We're going to have a little fun with this. I mean, we've got to start right at the beginning with the most important part here. I thought I was going to have like a serious episode where we talk about the rules, you know, kind of put it out there, make sure everyone follows the rules. No, no, no. no. I, it, this is just irresistible to talk about, you know, what they're doing here. You too must have agreed to this, so it makes it even more hysterical. I mean, they've, they put out this GA policy and they say that you show up at 8 o'clock on the day of the show for a wristband. Well, <laughs> it just gets really more fun after that. Let's dive in here. Now, for the people that have a seat, I apologize. This is kind of boring, guys, so just bear with me. I'm sorry about this. The GA ticket 
holders have to show up at 8 (laughs) o'clock. Are you serious? They're going to be there at 2 a.m. Lining up. No overnight. What does that mean? I mean, the U2 fan, they're going to show up at 2 or 3 in the morning. They they might even not show up. They might be making a line off-site and then marching over there. Who knows what they've got planned. At 8 a.m., some representative is going to pass out numbered wristbands. First come, first serve basis. They have to show your ticket in order to get a wristband. Then you come back at 5.30. On the first weekend, you come back at 5, and they let you in. They scan your ticket, they let you in. Um, But then it really gets fun. I mean, guys, I got to tell you, I've been in this fandom not, it's not measured in years, friends. It's measured in decades. <laughs> and I can't hide the disappointment in this prohibited items list. I was instructed for the first time ever of following this band for 40 plus years that I could not bring my hoverboard to the show. <laughs> I mean, come on, please. If you had that on your bingo card, I want to hear from you because I want to know what other crazy shit you might have on your bingo card. I mean, this is just, this is like the gift that keeps giving because then they tell me that I can't bring my skateboard. What is this, an Avril Lavigne concert? <laughs> is, is, is she going to show up and sing Skater Boy? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. What could be next? Well, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Because <laughs> they say now, if, as if my disappointment isn't already sky high from not bringing a hoverboard and not bringing the skateboard. I can't bring a cowbell. That's what they're telling me. Oh my gosh. I have to leave my hoverboard, my skateboard, and my cowbell at home when I'm obviously so used to bringing those things to a show. And then they say no air horn. I'm like, that's it. My line is crossed. It's over, you two. (laughs) It's... It's absolutely over. Then they get real boring and they say, you may bring a reasonable amount of food and beverage. Uh, Who cares? I can't bring my hoverboard. Don't try to soften the blow by telling me that I can bring a a reasonable amount of food and non-alcoholic beverages. Jeez. My God. This is so disappointing. I hope that they allow me to, you know, use my hoverboard other places. (sighs) Oh. What are we going to do as YouTube fans with no hoverboards, no skateboards, no cowbells? They even say you can't bring signs. Ugh. Oh, that hits me right in the feels. No signs. I love signs. And the people who make signs are usually, almost always, really amazing. Because they've put some thought into it. They've put some care and love into it. Well... I've got to put the cherry on top of all this right now, guys, because after they talk about no running, pushing, or jumping, no alcohol, drugs, or smoking, no animals. (laughs) No animals. 
<laughs> Leave your panda bear at home. Your pet snake. <laughs> your cat and dog. They can't come. Even though, even though they might be YouTube fans. No animals. <laughs> I'm reading this and right now I'm thinking, did they get hacked? Did, the, did this fear website get hacked? And someone put this up as a joke. I mean, it's, it's quite possible because this is just hysterical. This is right up there. And I'd really ask this listening audience to submit to me the most hysterical thing that they've ever seen in their YouTube fandom. That is the homework project that we're going to get done this week uh, because I'm telling you, this is rising straight to the top. <laughs> it's, it's really epic in its hilar- hilarious nature. And in, in an official communication from a multi-billion dollar facility, <laughs> it, it just even escalates it even more. Oh, boy. My day is made, guys. i am got the happy juice going right now. Uh, this really has kind of made my week. So wishing you all a great weekend. Enjoy the podcast. You guys are the best. Thanks for the feedback. And I'll... Uh, I'll finish this up now, but this is uh, this has been really fun. Zoo Podcast, editorial insert number one. Hi, guys. Just a quick uh, note here. The phone call that Mike the intern made uh, with me on speakerphone was on September 21st, a day before the announcement for GA policy. We looked at the FAQ thoroughly on that morning. Only one of the questions we asked was up on the FAQ at that point, and that was the one on the bag policy. I wanted to ask for clarification on that. Everything else was not up there. Do you think it's because of our phone call that they changed it? Here's how that phone call played out. So now we're getting down to it. This is what you need to know before you go. The Sphere shows for you two. Mike the intern and I called the Sphere, and they transferred me. Well, it wasn't transferred. It was directly to New York City. So if you do call that number on the website, please know you're not talking to someone in Las Vegas. You'll be talking to someone in New York City. So I asked some questions, and the first question was, are you a cashless venue? The answer was yes. The Sphere is cashless. They will have reverse ATMs. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it allows you to transfer cash into a debit card so that you can use it at the venue's sales portals for merchandise, for food, beverage, all that stuff. It is cashless. So that's really important to know. The next question I had was about bag size. The website says it's a no-bag venue. It does say that there can be exceptions but that the bag size allowed is six inches by six inches by two inches wide. And there are exceptions for this, but for something of the order of diaper bags, for medical purposes, for, you know, things like that. Please keep in mind, everything that I'm telling you is unauthorized, unofficial. Go to the Sphere website. But this is what I found out on this phone call. Third question. Are still image cameras allowed? The answer was, no professional cameras are allowed into the sphere. That can be translated to 
point-and-shoot cameras with non-detachable lenses. So if you have something where you're changing lenses, that's a no. The next question, what is the cell phone policy? The recent experiences about yonder pouches at Bono's Stories of Surrender shows have resulted in some consternation about bringing your cell phone in and will you be able to use it? Well, uh, this nice young lady told me that in order for yonder pouches, that would have to be stated at the time of the ticket purchase. It was not, as you all know. So there will not be yonder pouches. Your cell phone will be there with you. You can use it. No flash photography. I repeat, no flash photography of any kind. They do not want flash photography. She was very, very firm about that. My next question, how will general admission be organized? Is there a plan at the Sphere to organize the entry for tickets for ticket holders that have general admission. She didn't know this, and she got off the phone for what was about a minute or two and asked one of her colleagues. And she came back and said, Zoo Podcast post-production insert number two. What she said on the phone with me on September 21st is now insignificant because ironically, the day after our conversation... The Sphere website posted on their website a general admission policy for you 2 Isn't that something? <laughs> Sending you back now to what I had already recorded. She did not say what those instructions were. We, we did have a little joke about how Springsteen does it and about how other venues allow the audience to have a paper notebook with paper and pencil and she joked with me and said, well, that's kind of what we do here in New York. And I thought to myself, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so um, that is the, those are the big takeaways, guys. Now, I would recommend that all of you go out to the Sphere website. There is an FAQ that's really good to read over before you go in here. But uh, the Zoo Podcast team has put together what seems like a basic list but you, you need to be aware that, um, you know, your ticket is on your phone. It's a cashless venue. You can bring still image cameras in, no detachable lens. You will have your cell phone available to you. They also say on the website that you can bring in a soft plastic, empty, refillable container, and that there will be water refilling stations, just like they have in the airports these days. If anyone's flown recently, you see these water stations that you can fill up. But they said soft plastic, so not one of those. They don't want anything that could be thrown and could hurt somebody. Soft plastic. I recommend to everyone to bring a cell phone charger. You don't want to run out of juice when you're at this show. And and then buy sunblock after you get to Las Vegas. If you're flying, definitely buy it in Las Vegas because it'll be removed from your bag if you're flying. There's one other really important thing, guys, and that's as I read the discussion on the Sphere website about the speakers, how they brag about it being unprecedented, the number of them and the sound, it equated to me that bringing earplugs 
It's more than just a good idea. You don't know about how this sound is going to affect us. Also, the sound in combination with intense visuals. I'm sensitive to that stuff, so I have to be careful, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's something where I'm going to be prepared for it. I'm going to have sunglasses, and I'm also going to have earplugs. I'd recommend it for everybody just to have them, and if you need them, you will be there with them. So all of that would be very important. Again, as I mentioned in episode one, it's going to be very dry out there, very dry. You need to hydrate. Las Vegas is an environment that none of us really spend a whole lot of time in. Going out there, I know I'm going to drink, be drinking water all day long. If you're in general admission, be friendly with your friends there that you're standing near and help people to be able to go out and make a pit stop, you know, in the bathrooms, save their spot. Talk with people on your way out. I'm, I'm heading to the bathroom. I'm coming back. I'm going to go through the same route. Can you please help me out when I'm returning? Because we've all been there, right? Trying to get back to your spot can be kind of uncomfortable. So let's help people out. There's going to be also people to help you. Concentrate on having fun. It's going to be amazing. So I'm sure I left something out here, but those are the big headlines. So if you need to rewind, please do. And uh, I hope all of you have the best experience and enjoy these shows immensely. Well, that's the end of episode two on Zoo Podcast. And I want to thank everyone again for listening. These two episodes are the start of something really fun for me, and I hope for you as well. Until next time, my friends, this is Zoo Podcast, wishing you the very best. Thank you for listening to Zoo Podcast, the almost unauthorized music podcast featuring you 2 and other bands from the 80s wave. The reason any podcast has success is because of the listener. You use your time, you listen, you share your thoughts and provide feedback, and I owe everything to you. Until next time, I wish you all peace and love, happiness and health. Please go back out into the world and be kind to each other. We need so much more kindness right now. Zoo Podcast is produced by Kevin S., sound engineering by The Phantom, tech consultation by Adam T., and recorded at Shamrock Studios somewhere west of Boston. Thank you once again to our listeners, sponsors, and supporters.